morning. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen and amen. There's only one thing missing and that's our American brothers and sisters and we just want to wish them a real good blessing today and on Independence Day and may the Lord Jesus just meet each and every one of their needs and we're looking forward to their return that we can gather together. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm thinking of a rapture when the redeemed are gathering in. And now we don't want to be all formal and bound up and we just want to be free in the Holy Ghost and you praise and worship the Lord as you feel and amen. Praise God. Yes, stand up, whatever you want to do, run up and down the aisles, I don't mind. Hallelujah. Amen. I am thinking of the rapture in our blessed home on high. Oh, when the redeemed are gathering in. And how we'll raise the heavenly anthem in that city, in the sky. Oh, when the redeemed are gathering in. Oh, when the redeemed are gathering in.
Come ye blessed of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. My singing like a a real heavenly choir this morning. Praise the Lord. Victory in Jesus. I heard an old, old story. We've gathered together because of the victory in Jesus. Amen. Well, I heard an old, old story. How a Savior came from glory. How he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. And I heard about his groaning of his precious blood atoning. Then I repented of my sin, won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me. Oh, 
Amen. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. One of our precious brothers has gone to be with the Lord. I just want to sing a song that he taught us. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. Brother Benny Gandhi has gone to meet uh, with the Lord. And the saints that have gone before, we sure appreciated our brother. And I'd just like to sing that in honor of him today. He's a, a real Christian brother. Amen. We sure enjoyed him. Love him with all of our hearts. Amen. Let's sing it together. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. Oh, take up your cross. Jesus and his saving and keeping power. Amen. We just have a few prayer requests this morning. I just want to bring before you. Brother Richard, I'd like to ask you to come and take these requests and maybe you can uh, just mention about your brother John as well. And Sister Megan Drake is at home with an allergic reaction. They're not sure what's causing it, but we just want to remember her. Brother Ron Caldwell is in uh, hospital in Washington. We want to remember him in prayer. And um, Sister Amanda Drake is also requesting prayer for her mother, Emily Duick. <clears throat> She's been struggling with weakness and um, is needing complete assistance. So we just want to uh, remember her in prayer. She's got pneumonia as well as other complications in her body. So we just want to bring this before the Lord in prayer. She's believing. We're going to believe with her for her healing. Amen. Praise the Lord. Brother Richard, why don't you come? Just mention about your brother John. Give a bit of an update there. Um, Just an update on John. He's... um, uh, 
he had had the, uh, well, he'd come back from Houston from his cancer treatment on the 26th of April, and then uh, when he got back into Kelowna, and then he contracted the uh, coronavirus, which then he was in the hospital for that. And then on top of that, uh, he wound up with a bacterial pneumonia to complicate things even worse. So um, in Kelowna, they had actually put him on a machine. It's actually a lung bypass machine. It bypasses your lungs altogether so that it art kind of like a kidney dialysis, if you're a maid and anyone knows what that's about. Um, and it puts oxygen in the blood and puts it back into him again so his lungs can rest. And then they flew him to VGH. So he's at Vancouver General Hospital now. And um, they expected him to be there a month before they would see any improvement. And they started seeing things that looked like improvement going on within the first week, which we were very grateful for. And uh, so they would take him off the machine for an hour or so at a time. But there's complications that keep poking up here. And, and it's just our enemy that likes to just give you a poke with a needle every once in a while and just keep on causing other problems. So there's little complications that just are frustrating the medical team. And um, he is essentially what, he's on life support, we'll put it that way. That's just been the case ever since he's been in the hospital in Kelowna, technically. And it's just that every time you turn around, there's another little something. And, um, and it's not, his progress isn't moving forward as fast as it should, as far as we're concerned. Because Satan is just a, he's a ruthless little enemy and we just want to step on him really good and hard. And um, we just, we know that it's all moving in a positive direction. We want to keep it moving in a positive direction. We certainly don't want to have any negative thought about it. And um, it's just that, um, as Brother Tom mentioned, he was listed as the sickest man in BC. Um, he's, he's got a long ways to go. And, but we just want to shorten that time frame. We want to believe for him for that. Um, there's there's things that when they take him off the machine, his blood pressure drops all the time, and they're not sure why. So there's if I guess if I could ask you for prayer, it's yes, we want God to raise him up. That's just the end of the story. But we also want the doctors to be able to have wisdom about what it is they're doing while they're in the hospital and treating him with the various things. And so. Um, it's uh yeah and it's just it's a it's a big concern so we're just praying that god would move not only on john but also on the medical staff to make the right decisions in what their uh, the treatments they want to be giving him so let's have bar heads father as i had the opportunity just the other day to once again witness to my neighbor about your great grace. And Father, as regardless of what any kind of symptom or circumstance would seem like, you are there every step of the way. You've governed this thing for the, from the beginning. None of this has taken you by surprise. And Father, this enemy that we have, this sickness that's attempting to not just bother John, but, Father, so many others, as Sister Duick here, Father, with dealing with a pneumonia as well, oh God. And Father, Brother Ron Caldwell, Lord, being in the hospital as well for, for what I'm not sure. But, Father, you know. For Megan, Lord Jesus, with this 
It's been like three days now, Father, this, this allergic thing, Lord Jesus, that's just plagued her. I pray, Father, that you would, Lord, have your healing mercy, O oh God, in all of these situations. That, Lord, you would raise them up for your glory, for your honor. Lord, you, you don't share your glory with other people. And we know that. And I pray, Lord, that you would anoint the physicians in John's case, Lord, to make the right decisions. And, Father, I pray that you would bless and strengthen his body as we have seen you've done that. Lord, when they when they raise him up to a level of consciousness where they can ask him questions, he responds in a positive manner, and all of these things are good. And we pray, Father, you would continue to grant, Father, him that healing mercy, O oh God, that his body would repair itself as you have designed it. And we thank you for all of your grace. And, Father, there's many others, Lord, I know. The request isn't sitting here on the desk, Father, but I know there's many others, Lord Jesus, that have illnesses and things in their bodies father and i pray lord that even if they're just a spiritual illness low god just a confidence in your work in your in their lives jesus i pray that you would strengthen each one of us as we hear the word this morning father i pray that you would speak to each one that's here because you are for sure lord just our loving and heavenly father and father we are saved by grace that not of ourselves that faith Oh God is even a gift of you and we ask Lord this morning that you would take your faith place it in our hearts that we could believe your word for ourselves that you would be glorified in each one of our lives we ask in Jesus Christ's name Amen seated uh, we have a special this morning and we're just going to ask uh, Van Enters and uh, Sister Marilyn I believe they're going to be singing so why don't you come up and get ready and maybe we can just sing that uh, song together faithful one so unchanging while they come up oh faithful one so unchanging ageless one you're my rock of peace, oh, and Lord of all, I depend on you. I call out to you again and again. I call out to you again and again. You are my
Testing. Testing. to be thankful for. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for that wonderful song and testimony. Amen. How great is our God. And we'll ask our brother Murphy to come and just want to worship the Lord and anticipation of the word. Amen. Maybe we can stand once again and 
the splendor of a king. Clothed in majesty, all the earth rejoices, all the earth rejoices. He wraps himself in light and darkness say how great is our God all the glory give it to our Lord all the praise that belongs to our Lord it's how great our God is how mighty our Lord is 
Oh, how we thank you, Lord. How we love you, Lord. You open up the door for us. We can get it together. You protected your children. You kept your children, Lord. It's your love that's upholding us. Oh, God, we give you all the thanks and all the glory. Oh, we have so much things that we can thank for. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, dear Jesus. Oh, what a name that is above all name, Lord. How we thank you. How we love you, Lord. You are our comforter. Lord, when we're discouraged, you are the one that gives us the strength. Lord, when we're sick, that you are the healer, Lord. Lord, when we're bound, you are the deliverer, Lord. You're the one that is set a captive free. You're the one that is shed out upon us the grace of a God. Oh, thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise be to your name, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. What a wonderful God that we served. And we just so want to worship him. And to see everyone here. And to just testify the grace of a God still holding us, Brother Jay. It's the power of a God has given us this strength. It's the love of God has given us this grace. And upholding us, keeping us, Sister Andrea, Brother Ricard, thank you so much for the song that enter boys and girls and that raise girls, Sister Marilyn, and we love that. We appreciate that so much. And we just, um, I don't know how to say that, just my heart is full when I see everyone uh, of the blood bought uh, can uh, get together. I just pray the Lord a double blessing uh, be upon you today. And that also remember those uh, brothers and sisters in um, uh, across the border. And uh, out of my heart, I just go for them. You know, they can't come over and to uh, worship together with us. But if the Lord can do once, the Lord can do it a second time. If the Lord can bring us here, and the Lord can bring them over here too. You know that the Bible said in the Pentecost, uh, the Holy Spirit that fall on them as a fire coming from heaven, as the uh, lick of fire that coming to each person. And it says uh, they're in one accord, but it also said in one place. And uh, we're in one accord. And for sure, I know that. Even during this time in isolation, we cannot come to the church. But uh, what a one accord that the Lord has been uh, uh, bringing us among the congregation. Uh, you know, they said, uh, uh, some people told me that it would be surprised when is the church will open and who will be here who won't be here. But actually, I'm not surprised at all. Everyone should be here. It is all here. <laughs> so we are so thankful. It's the keeping power of the Lord that it keep it each one of you. And we just pray the Lord uh, open up to the border and to that to those brothers uh, in the States as they're coming together that we can truly in one accord in one place and may the Lord uh, do that uh, a man cannot do but we trust the Lord he will do the things that are impossible and also I uh, got a letter from a brother Tim Pruitt and that asked us to continue to remember Sister Karen and still battling with the um, brim bleeding uh, but we believe uh, we know that a brother Tim he's a man of a warrior and uh, he said, I have a man of a with a faith. And we want to bind our faith together then with him. 
and as well and to the pray for our dear sister Karen and the brother Tom wanted me to uh, make sure to greet every one of you this is a grand opening uh, it should be a brother Tom do this uh, a grand opening but uh, he's in Edmonton and uh, to preach the word to the saints over there and uh, we pray the same Holy Spirit to hear and to just make it a real uh, go over there to uh, Edmonton to bless it to the peoples there let's just bow our head at it again before we go to the scripture dear Heavenly Father Lord our heart is uh, filled with uh, anticipation Lord our heart is filled with uh, thanksgiving how we should be more thankful than ever to know the God that we serve it is not just a God on the letter but it is a God in the reality this is the God that works. This is the God that can deliver. This is the God that can speak. Father, we thank you, Lord. We just pray that you remember our brother Tom as he's, uh, Lord, uh, in Edmonton to bring the word to the people. Lord, I just pray that the double anointing that anoint our brother Tom there as he's speaking the word, even that is his moment. Lord, may he just feel the search from the Holy Spirit and that it bring the word to the people's heart. Lord, for our dear sister Karen and our team Bruce's wife, we just pray, let the great God come on the sin, Lord. Stop the, the bleeding. Drain the bleeding. Lord, stop Satan. He tried to take the life away from our dear sister. We know whenever we start to testify for our God, then Satan is, is always there. Try to reverse it. But Lord, would you have a declared the healing? Satan cannot take it away. We pray for our dear sister Megan. Lord, when the Satan is always beside that when she started to testify, Lord, you healed her. Lord, to the allergy years ago. We don't care how Satan tried to bring it back. Satan doesn't have enough power to bring it back when God has drawn that. Father, we thank you, Lord. We believe every word of God is the truth. You are the great healer, Lord. By your stripes that she's healed. By your stripes that Sister Karen is healed. Lord, we pray you go to the hospital room of a brother Ron Caldwell. Lord, we don't even know what is the name of the sickness, but we know every sickness behind it. That's the Satan behind it. So you give us the power to cast down all Satan, all demons. Lord, there's no exception. No matter what sickness that is, we in the name of Jesus Christ, we cast out the Satan. You have no power. You have no right to hold our brother, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we believe that you are the same still yesterday, today, and forever. So, Father, we ask you to come on us in this morning and to speak to our heart to it again. Lord, I know in the last of the year and a half, you have been speaking to the people's heart, even in their darkest hour, even in the most difficult time, you still go into each room. Lord, your presence is always near to them. No matter how weak sometimes we feel, no matter how lonely sometimes we felt, but Lord, you're always there because you're Jehovah Shammah. You said, Lord, Jehovah, he is there. You're the Jehovah Shammah then. You're Jehovah Shammah today, Lord. So, Lord, we're all here 
because we want to hear the word of a God. We're all here because we want to look at you, Lord. We're all here because we want to worship you. So, Father, as we're all here, we pray that you're coming here that it again, Lord. As we worship you in one place and in one accord, we ask for the presence of a God, Lord, coming down to explain the word to us, not to our mind and not to our brain, but into our soul so that it can transform in our life constantly, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn to the scripture. Let's turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 17. Thank you for the musician. And I'm so thankful the Lord gave us a faithful musician, a pianist, and all the played on the organ and the guitars and the, the bass and the drummer. Uh, what a marvelous gift the Lord has put it in us. You know, that when you have the gift, this is one thing, but to be faithful, that is another. And there are some people, they have the gift, but they'll never be faithful to their gift. But God gave us this gift that amongst the body and have the quality that it be faithful to what God has given to them. No matter what sort of hour, what sort of darkness it is, but we always can see those the technician brothers, the, the musicians. We just want to give a thanks to the Lord and thank you for the gift that it put it amongst us. And the book of John chapter 17. Let's read from verse 7. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou givest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and that they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me. For they are thine, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And the Lord is glorified in you too. And now I am no more in the world, but this are in the world. And I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thy own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou givest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of a perdition, that a scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and that the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. And so let's turn to the book of Colossians. Book of Colossians. Chapter 2. Book of Colossians, chapter 2, verse 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. May the Lord bless His word. You may be seated. I want to speak of the title, uh, just the scripture we just read. 
uh, in the book of uh, John 17:14, I have given them thy word. I have given them thy word. We want to see what word the Lord has uh, given to them. And that's the same word, but it's the Lord given to us. If the same word given to them has a manifest of what they were in the Pentecost, that's the same word is manifesting right now that amongst the bride body of Jesus Christ. Uh, Brother Brandon was talking about in the crisis and mystery uh, of God. And he could talk about a threefold purpose of God. He wanted to pour himself that into Christ and uh, uh, Christ poured himself into the church. And then uh, lead them uh, back to the Garden of Eden. That restores to the Garden of Eden. He's going to uh, take them back to. You know, God has a thought. And so in the thought, He wants to express Himself. And this is all from the crisis mystery of God revealed. I think you're probably very familiar with it as you, uh, as a message believer. That's probably one of the key message uh, that we want to uh, uh, spend the time. It is on there. So God wants to express uh, uh, Himself because I think our pastor has said it many times, God love fatherhood. So He wants to express it Himself because all these attributes that is inside of Him, him is God's thoughts want to uh, express himself and you are the, the, the products of God's thoughts to be expressed so that inside of you contend the attributes of God that what is in the back mind of his thoughts and he want to express and now you are the, the products of it so when God expresses himself uh, as a father, the only way that he can express it himself as a father, because he loved fatherhood, that's that he become a son. And then he become the son of a man, so that he can express what is the God, uh, what is in the thoughts uh, of the father. Amen. So, uh, when we're talking about that, we have to remember, whenever we're talking about that, we're actually talking about ourselves as well. So if God wants to express Himself as the Father, and the only way that He can become a, uh, express Himself, He become the Son of a man, and He revealed Himself in the Son of a man. And we have to remember, God wants to re- attribute, He wants to express Himself, that the only way that He could imp- express Himself in this hour is through you and me. There's no other way that God can express Himself but only through you and me. And that's God's obligation. That is God's duty. That is the things that He must achieve. There's no other way to achieve that but through you. But if God determined through you to achieve that result, He's going to do it. No matter what sin that you were in, God is going to do it. No matter how filthy that you were, but God determined He's going to do it. No matter how darkness that you are in, but God determined that He's going to do it. No matter how world has been taking hold of your children and take them back to the world, but God determined to do it. Because why? He loved fatherhood. He wanted to express Himself. When a sickness to take you, God determined. He said, I'm going to bring them back to the normal condition. And bring the healing to them. Why? Because inside of him, there's a healer attributes in him. It's God's obligation. It's God's duty. He must do it. Because he loves fatherhood. So you are the expression of God that in this hour... No matter what happens, God said, I must express myself. Think about the determination that God had. 
Think about the thought that it hinders his mind. Year, eons is a year. Think about the, the love, his love for the fatherhood. That he has no way to express it. But he can only express it as through you. That in this hour, that he expresses himself through the, the prophets. Through uh, the different the sense that in the Old Testament. But it's never fully expressed to him. Until they come to the time of Jesus Christ come. That's a full expression of God. Uh, God fullness of Godhead bodily. And then he expressed it. When Jesus was taken up. Uh, uh, was uh, put to death and on the cross. Then he died and then he buried and he resurrected. Then he come in the form of the Holy Spirit. And then not only in one person now. But is in many body members of the body his wisdom sense and his wisdom peter with john the disciples and all those people so that the holy spirit can manifest it in himself in this fullness that amongst those uh, uh, disciples and then that afterwards that the age become a darkened and then that the truth of a god the full word of a god has to be chiseled away has to be eating away by satan and then later on, Lord, start to restore in Luther's time and then in West's time, in a Pentecostal time. But in this day, God has fully restored His, His Word. And by receiving the fully restored to the Word, you possess the full image of God inside of you to express the full personality of Jesus Christ. I'm going to go into that later on. So... And in uh, John 1, 1, he said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So we say that in the beginning is the Word. That Word means the Logos. And then uh, in the book of Genesis, he said that God created, in the beginning, God created a heaven and earth. So what is the creating power? Is that a Logos? That is the creating power. In another word, the word is the creating power. So when we receive the word, then you receive that creative power inside of you. So Jesus said in the book of John, and we read, he said, I have given them thy word. That word is also logos. So it is not a giving just a teaching. It's not just giving a preaching. It's not just giving some a letter form, but he gave us, it's the logos that he gave it to us. That word contains a power. That word contains a creative power. He can create it from a nothing to something. He can create, he can shape, he can form, he can bring the things not in this rightful position back to this rightful position. That is the creative power. So that is the word the Lord Jesus gave it to the disciple. Jesus said he gave them that as the same word that he had in the beginning that God created heaven and earth. So when Jesus gave the word to them, Jesus himself also believed what the word has said. Because otherwise, uh, uh, in the John the 17 and the 7 said, Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me of thee. For I have given them the words which thou givest to me. So when the Lord uh, giveth the word to Jesus, Jesus has to believe the same word just as we have to believe the same word. So he gives them the, the word 
that has a, which is the Logos, and uh, he doesn't give them just a teaching, just a book, which those Pharisees, the denomination, and the scientists and things, they couldn't give the word, that type of a word to the people. They may be giving an education to the people. They maybe can give a church a denomination to people. They maybe can give some of the teaching to the, the people. They maybe can give them a certain doctrine to the people. But they couldn't give the logos to the people. Because he doesn't possess that. But Jesus, he possessed that logos word. And they don't, when Jesus has that word, and he must believe the word just like we have to believe the word. Jesus, when he was a, uh, even when he was born, he was a little, uh, little, little kid. And, uh, we might not, not know that if they have ever, uh, go to the school or, or things that are, or whatever. But as a Jewish, the child, that every one of them, they have to read their Bible. Jesus have to read to the same Old Testament, just like everybody else they have to read to the Old Testament. But when Jesus quoted the Old Testament, it's not just he quoting the word, he himself is the word. He himself has the quality of God living inside of him. So when he quoting the word, it's not him quoting the word anymore, but it's the God inside of him speaks out of the word. If God inside him speaks out of the word, can make it a creative power, can let him walk on the water, let him cast out a demon, that same God living in you can quote it in the same word, just like anybody else is quoting, but bring the different result. When I hear the girls who was singing, and the boy who was just singing a few moments ago, that same song has been sung many times that around the world. Sometimes it will bring out the people to emotion. But when the believer, when they sing the song, some special atmospheres is there. Because it's not them just singing the song, but something inside of them. That's the seed of God inside of them. It's in its purity. It's in its serenity. That's is the world it cannot even touch. It's in that holiness that God has deposited in the children of a God. So Jesus, He has to believe the same word that what we have to believe. And uh, the Bible says that in Hebrew 4, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them. He talked about those uh, Jews not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Though they hear the word, but they cannot have a faith to believe what is the word has said. That's why the word cannot bring them to the power. It cannot create. It cannot transform. It cannot shape and form a person's thoughts. Because it must be with the faith to mix the with it so that it can produce. It's only when you receive that word, believe that word, and have faith to believe whatever that the word of God has said, and that faith will bring that word, bring, bring forth power. And then we saw that in the Pentecost, when those uh, disciples, and the, when the Holy Spirit had fallen on them, and then Peter come to the gate of a beautiful. And uh, when he saw that the crippled person, then he said, silver and gold have I none, have I none, but such as I have, gave I thee. 
He said, in the name of Jesus Christ, Nazareth, rise up and walk. That faith take a hold of the word of God that the Lord has given to them and quickens that word. And that word become a creative word. And it's make that cripple and to start to walk it again. This is the word that the Lord gave it to them. Jesus said, I have given them thy word. And when that word drop into the heart with faith, not their faith, but the faith of a God, then it starts to create. Brother Bremer said in thy word, he said, you know this whole earth is God spoken. God spoke and said, let there be. And he believed his own word and the earth come into existence. Then it said in another message, it said that this world that is mourning is the spoken word of a God. And he believed his own word. Even God himself has to believe his own word. We're talking about the Lord give us a, thy face. Do you remember, do you realize that face is the same face just as the daily living that you believe every word of a God to be the truth? When you are, the, you are the son and daughter of God, that faith has a deposited inside of you. Because your quality is the God himself. Your quality is God himself inside of you. The fullness of Godhead bodily inside of who? Inside of you and me. Their only difference is the quantity, but it's not the quality. The fullness of a Godhead bodily inside the united body of Jesus Christ. That is the fullness and that is the quantity all Jesus Christ has poured into the body of Jesus Christ. But you are a member of the body. So whatever flow that in that body of Jesus Christ, that same quality, that same nature, that same virtue, that same power, that same creative power is inside of you right now at this moment. And he said that this word this morning is the spoken word of a God and he believed his own word. Here it is, watch it, and if God, and you are an offspring of him, and God is in you. He will believe his own word. If he's inside of you, it's not you believing, Sister Annal. It's that he believe his own word. It's not you believing, Michael. It's that he inside of you believing his own word. Because you are a son and daughter of God. What is that faith to that you believe God? Lord, I believe that you are my healer. It's that same faith that Jesus Christ possessed. Having the difference of a quantity, but no difference of a quality. What is that faith that makes the sick person come out from the bed? It's that the same faith that Jesus Christ possessed. Having the difference of a quantity, but no difference of a quality. What is that faith, brother, uh, brother Roy, to sit down and pray and kneel down and pray with the sense and to bring the son get onto their knee, calling out for God and give their heart to the Lord? It's that same faith that inside of you have a difference of a quality, but no difference of a quality. Yeah. It's as though he cannot be seen. Cannot be felt, taste, or anything, but he won't believe it. 
See what I mean? For God in you will believe his own word. The whole thing hinged on God inside of you. He said, I give them my word. He said, I give them thy word. There's only one way for God to give his word to you. That he himself living inside of you. Because he is that word. Then Brother Bram said in the wisdom of his face. That the Hebrew one said, by faith the world has a creator. The world was made by faith. God made a world out of things that it does not appear. By faith, God speaks the world into existence because he was in a premeditated word. But as soon as he said it, it become life. God didn't say a word just haphazardly. It's a premeditated word. When you premeditated something, you're thinking it over. Then you speak it about it. It's not just a speaking of just that something doesn't go through the thought. He has to thought over what he needs to be saying. When he said, let there be light, and not just the inspiration, somehow God, all of a sudden, he premeditated his word. Every word of a God is a premeditated. Every word of a God that in the Bible has went through his deep thought, has thinking it over, then he said it. So if this is a premeditated of the word, don't you believe that God has already thought of every situation that you went through, but he gave that word to you. That word will meet the challenge of that hour. That word will meet any challenge from Satan. Why? Because it's a premeditated word. When it premeditated, he thought it over. He know your situation come to a point, come to an unbearable. But he premeditated his word. He said, I'm going to say, by my stripes, you are healed. That is a premeditated word. When it premeditated, that word will meet the challenge of the sickness. When they said, believe on Jesus Christ, you and your children will be saved. Thy house will be, you and your house shall be saved. That's a premeditated word. You said it's not scientific, but it's a premeditated, but God in the thought. And when you believe that word and receive that word inside of you, that become a creative power. Because that's a premeditated word. Though it's simple. Though it's just a few words. But he has the thought of that word from eternity. And bring to the time element. And that eternity power of God through the word will meet every challenge in this hour. He has already premeditated his word. As soon as said it, it become alive. When he said, the lamb shall be killed, that to him is already finished. And when he said, by his stripes you are healed, to him that is already finished. If that's a premeditated word, You might thinking, how God gonna dealing with this? How God gonna dealing with my trial? How God is gonna dealing with the situation that I'm right now that in? How God gonna dealing with my weakness? How God is going dealing with? I'm stumbling. 
How God is going dealing with my fall? How God is going to be dealing with my loneliness sometime? And sometime you're isolated or how God is going to go into dealing with my depression? How God is going to dealing with all this situation? But remember that it's a premeditated of the word. Every word of a God is a premeditated. When he premeditated, when he saw to dwell on his word, no matter what situation that you're in, no matter how wayward that you are, no matter how sin that you used to fall into, but God give you that premeditated word. That word gonna bring you out of every situation. I was thinking about it. Even God know that your weakness. He knows your shortcoming. He knows the things that you went through. He knows sometimes you even think about, I'm going to throw the towel. I'm going to give it up. He knows that maybe you're just coming over here, just for coming over for the one day, maybe second day, maybe tomorrow, maybe in the future, you're going to fall. He knows every situation. But it's still premeditated his word. He said, I give them thy word. He still said, you are the vessel holding my premeditated word. No matter how filthy you are, but I'm going to put my word inside of you. Because it's that word going to drive you out of that filthiness. It's that word going to deliver you. It's that word going to heal you. It's that word going to save your children. In spite of all your failure. It's the bad of all your self-inflicted of the pain. But God still put that and pray, meditated the word inside of you. Because he knows that word can face every challenge. Can be an overcomer. And Brother Branham said, and now you can say, I believe that, Brother Branham. In your heart, you can believe it. Then express it. Said, I believe it. And then don't never change it at all. Stay right with it. Watch what will grow out of it. It will produce the word. Because it's faith. What faith? Brother Richard, you prayed. Lord, let the face of a God drop into us. That is the face of a God. God has already put it inside of you. And don't ever change it. At all. Stay right with it, Sister Rachel. Watch what will grow out of it. It will produce the word. Whatever the word has said, it will produce. Because it's a face, not your face. But the faith of a God living inside of you. Wisdom takes you away. But faith brings you to it. Create. It means create shape of a form of a new condition. And the circumstances is a shaping and a forming. It also means Transformation. So God speaking his word. That is the creative word. When God believed his thought of his word. That he said his word. 
Then he let the word just take his course. That means to let the word just do the work. It's not you do the work, try to believe, but let the word do its own work, Brother Curtis. When the word has been said, when you haven't believed it, let the word take its course. He will change your children. He will bring them back to the church. You just let the word take its course. Because that's thoughtful word of God he has spoken. You believe for your healing. You, you take it as, as a, you believe it was a faith. That is the creative word, but it's a process. The creation is not just a happen. God can create a word in one split second. Is that right? But it chooses a thousand years to that is to become a, come and involve itself. Because when it speaks the word, the word will unfolding himself. You just take it a faith to believe it. As long as the faith lasts, the healing will last. As long as the faith lasts, the saving will last. As long as the faith was the last, your family is going to last. So creating is not just one split second, something just created out of, from a nothing. Creating is a process. Creating is a transformation. That's a gradually, step by step, step by step. And creating is a, some of the, is a new certain condition and the new circumstances. But no matter what happened, there's nothing going to stop the creation. Because the one is creating is on its way, started taking it a course and start to carry this as a momentum. Nothing gonna stop anything that in front of that creative power of a God will be bulldozed the ways. That's why he can call lights come out from the darkness. That's why he can let the water just receding and let the seed start to come out. He can let the light shine forth. That's the creating power of a God, but it's a process. But you must yield yourself to the creative power, the creative word of a God. That the creative word of a God take his course when it dropped inside of the heart of a faith. But Abraham said in an absolute, he said, I'm talking about an absolute. Connected with Christ is makes you an odd person. You do all things. Your thinking is altogether different than the thinking you once did. Because you have found something. That you've anchored a faith in someone that created the heaven and the earth. That his very word itself is created. God believes his own word. And then that word started to take his course in his creation. A God who spoke the world into existence and there's nothing too hard for him. So it makes you creative yourself because you take his word. It's not by feeling. It's not you taste it by smelling. It's not you see it or not. But when you receive it, he said he makes you creative yourself. That's why your parents, you can become a creator. You can create an atmosphere. Atmosphere doesn't create it just in one second. Atmosphere doesn't just create it in one day. And tomorrow you blow it up. Atmosphere is a process. It's a pile upon pile upon pile upon pile. It's one morning devotion after another morning devotion after another morning devotion. 
You go to work, you come back home, you pray, you it's a, it's a process. It's a take it a time, it's a time consuming process. I'm not gonna put you on the spot, Brother Roy, but, uh, and also Gabe too, I have to say something here. I, I've tried to avoid it, but, but I think I, I'm gonna go for this. This is good for you. <laughs> Years ago, when Gabe, uh, one time he was uh, talking to me, I don't know if you remember, right on the, uh, the hallways over here. And he started sharing uh, about his experience. He said, Brother Murphy, you know, he said, when I was, uh, uh, when I doesn't do good, <laughs> he said, when I do things like that is wrong. He said, when I come home, he said, I tiptoe myself, just open the door. Because when you do things wrong, you know it. <laughs> doesn't take your father or pastor to tell you wrong, you know it. I better don't look at anybody here. And then he said he walked in through the door, just tiptoeing and he's there. And hopefully his father doesn't see him. And when he get in, and he heard a booming voice from upstairs. And his father, Brother Roy, was screaming out, calling out God for Gabe. And he said, oh my goodness, here he go again. But that is the creative power, you know that. It's the Father's faith to believe the word of a God, no matter what situation, but in make him become a creator. That creator, though sometimes you are, you try to create an atmosphere, but it doesn't seem there's a taking hold of anything. It seems just go on to the silence. But don't you worry. It's a process. When you pray, you let the word take it a course. When you pray, you let the faith to take it a horse. Take it a course to believe in what is the word of a God. And sooner or later, God is going to get a hold of your children and bring them back. So when you believe the word of a God, and by faith you confess the word of a God is the truth. And that word become a creative word. It's not just a regular word. It's not just quoting the book. It's not just quoting the message. Try to educate to the children. No, it's not. But it's a creative word. That creator now living inside of you. And when it started living inside of you, that creative power started to transforming you. And when the transforming power in you started to transform you day by day, day by day. You know, that transforming power and the, through you, because you are creative. You are, he said, so it makes you creative. Then you become the creator too. That you can create an atmosphere. That can bring the family inside of that atmosphere. That atmosphere, sometimes it doesn't take a whole, doesn't seem like a, do anything better than just anything, than the normal, than it's just before. But when you let the word start to take in a course, that creative power starts to potentially and deeply that working in the family's heart. It's not by what you see, but by what you believe. And Brother Bramah said that in the Christian mystery of God, said that God has the secret. That he, uh, he keep it in the secret in him. And he said that God's great mystery of how it's a secret. He kept it as a secret. He said that nobody knows nothing about it. 
Even an angel didn't understand it. See, he didn't reveal it. That's the reason. Under our seventh mystery, when the seven seals was opened, there was a silence. Jesus, when he was on earth, they wanted to know when he would come. He said, it's not even the son himself don't know when it's going to happen. God has this all to himself. It's a secret. And that's the reason there was a silence in heaven for a space of a half hour. And the seven thunders uttered their voice. And John was even forbidden to write it. See the coming of the Lord. That's one thing he hasn't revealed it yet. Of how he will come and when he will come. It's a good thing that he doesn't. Even John tried to write down that secret. And to uh Oh, because he, he saw that in the division. But God even forbidden him to write it down. Why is a forbidden to write it? It's not the season. He said it's a, it's a good thing that he doesn't reveal. That's the how and the when of the crisis is coming. And now we know what is the coming of the crisis. He come first time as a redeemer to pay the price. And he come at a second time as a claimer. He claim that what he belongs to him. That is his bride. And then the third time he come as with the bride. Is that the truth? That's in the Christ of the mysteries of God. And he, so when he, that's the secret, he kept it to himself. Even John tried to write it, but he couldn't write it because it's not their season yet. Even he revealed that to that time, people won't be able to receive it. Even he revealed that it's writing it down. Those people, you think about it, what a privilege that what we have. Even he revealed to those times, Martin Luther cannot receive it. He only received a partial revelation out of a God. If you give the fullness of the Godhead bodily of that revelation to Martin Luther, he couldn't handle it. If you gave that a fullness of the person of Jesus Christ revealed himself to Western's age, they couldn't handle it. But you could handle it because you are born in the right season. This is the time God revealed it. It's a secret. The reason he revealed his secret because there's a somebody on this earth can receive it. They have the ability to receive it. As a holy man, as they are war, but they couldn't receive it. As a missionary, as they are Westerners are, but they couldn't receive it. As the Iranians, all of them die as a martyr, but they couldn't receive it. Only in this age, that you and me, we can receive it. But he kept that a secret. Even John couldn't write it down. But there's one element in it here. God is not only just we in this season can receive it, but you must us through a right channel to receive that secret. Without the channel, no matter how sincere you are, you couldn't receive that. The channel is the prophet. Because Amos 3, 7 said, Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealed his secret unto his servants, the prophet. It's at the voice of the seventh angel. Then all the mystery of God is revealed. So it has to be through the prophet. Then we can become the candidate to receive the secret revealed. But during those times, there's no prophet can explain that to them. 
There is no time in no stage. There is no bride in this hour that could receive that because it's all for this season. You see, when Jesus first come, he come as a son of a man. And it's only the John the Baptist, the prophet, know the secret that Jesus Christ is here. The Messiah is here. The Redeemer is here. The fullness of Godhead bodily in that body, in that person. Only John know. All of the Pharisees doesn't know. Peter doesn't know. Matthew doesn't know. But only through the prophet, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Then their heart was turned. They said, This is it. Why they have a heart, they can receive it. But it must be the prophet there can turn their heart and pointing them to, Here comes the Lamb of God. The two must be come together. Then the secret of God is revealed. The prophet has to reveal the secret. And there must be a bride that can receive the secret through the channel of the prophet. The secret is uh, the coming of the Lord. In another word, Christ come. That's the secret. It's not the Christ into the future come. But it's the Christ as a redeemer in that time. In the uh, in an old time, uh, in a Jewish time, two thousand years ago, but now it's the second part of the secret is Christ come as the one that acclaim his bride. If he come in the first time, has to be the fullness of Godhead bodily. The second time, it has to be the fullness of Godhead bodily too, to mean that Christ in his full person now he come. He can't come as a partial. He can't come in loser's time. He can't come in Wesley's time. He must come in this time. And when he come, it's not a half person. It's not a one third of person. It's a full person. And when you receive it, you didn't receive a half person. You didn't receive a partial person. You received a full person. You received the fullness of Godhead bodily. So when Jesus was here, we know that the Redeemer, even in the Old Testament, it has all the type. The blood, the, the blood of a booze and goat. But that's only can cover. That's only a partial. It's not a type of the Redeemer, the Lamb of God is coming. And Abraham, does he manifest the power of Jesus Christ? Definitely. But not to the full. Does the Samuel represent it of Jesus Christ? Yes, partially, but not full. Does Elijah representing uh, the Jesus Christ manifest the Jesus Christ? Yes, but just partially, but not full. But when Jesus come, that is the full person manifest right in front of them. And when a full person manifests the right prayer in front of them, nobody else can recognize it. Only the prophet recognizes it. When a prophet recognizes it, that is pointing them to that not partial person anymore, not to the law anymore, not to the Moses law anymore, not to the Elijah, not to Elisha, but behold the Lamb of God. 
This is my beloved son. I'm well, I'm a pleased to dwell inside of him. That's the full person God had bodily in that person. And we find out that in the parallel, the same thing that happened in this age. What we received is not a partial Jesus Christ. What we received is not a partial Christ. It's not a partial anointing. What we receive is not just a Pentecostal anointing in a Pentecostal denomination, speaking in the tongue or do this. We receive the full person. And it takes a prophet to pointing to that. The point, the Elijah prophet pointing said, Behold the Lamb of God. And it is the same thing that a prophet in this age said to the Lamb of God, Come from eternity, take the book. Now he become a declaimer. He can claim what is the rightfully belongs to him. He can't claim it as a partial. He must claim it as a full person. So when John the Baptist introduced Jesus Christ, he's not just pointing to the word. He said, behold, the Lamb of God. That means he's here. It's not that behold, the law of Moses has talked about the Lamb of God. It's not that behold, the prophet Samuel has spoken of the Lamb of God. He said, behold, the Lamb of God, take away the sin of the world. That means he's right here. They said, I didn't see it. No, you don't need to. When the prophet said he's here, that means he's here. All you need to do is say, I receive it. When Jesus is coming to them and said, follow me, just two words. And those people drop off the net and follow him. Why? Because the prophet has said, he is here. And their heart is ready. They said, if he's here, I receive it, him. So what this prophet in this hour is not appointing us to the former doctrines or denomination or whatever word that that is. He tells us the same thing that John the Baptist tell, said, he is here. Because of the prophet's ministry, he said, my ministry is not like a pastor or teacher or evangelist. My ministry is to prove that Christ, he is here. That's why he preached the seven seals. This is open. Why? He's here. He opened the seal. That's why he was a, he said to the letter of the discernment that during the prayer line, what does that mean? That tells the people, not just the healing, not just the cancer be healed, but it's a proof of the one thing. He is here. When he rebuked the storm in Colorado, that proof that he's here. When it created a squirrel in a place that it cannot be created, that shows only one thing. The creator, now the fullness of God and the bodily is right here. When it gave the life of the little fish, it was to show the life giver, Christ, the creator of a power is right here. It's all the one thing. That he and him, when they gave him a possum, let him, let him live and give him a life. That only shows one thing. The creator, creator is right here. When Brother Way was in that congregation, was died right on the spot. Why is the preaching? 
And then the prophet will go on down there. It's not to show the prophet, but it is to show the Christ is right there. When a Mexican baby, Mexican baby was, a, uh, was dead in the morning and then resurrected in the night. And at the end of the, when the prophet was a praying for them, that only showed one thing, the Christ is here. And it's a ministry. It's telling us, behold, the Lamb of God is coming to claim his bride. It's not a time of a redeeming. It's not the time of a prayer, redeem, redemption price that's already paid. But it's the time for him to claim that it's a rightfully belongs to him. Why he has to claim? Because the one he claimed that belongs to him, he can go inside of them. It's the Christ in you, the hope of glory. Because of the threefold ministry, first he poured himself, God poured himself into Christ. And Christ poured himself into a body. Not just in Brother Branham. Brother Branham is a part of the, the bride. But he poured himself fullness of Godhead bodily inside of you and me. Because of this is the age. It's for you to reveal, to manifest the full person of Jesus Christ. It has to be the fullness of Godhead bodily. Inside of you and me. And that can only through the prophet who fully restored the word of God. When the word of God was fully restored. And now it's the full personality of Jesus Christ. That it manifests right in front of us. As I said in the beginning. There is no difference of equality. The only difference it's the quantity. But remember, the fullness of a Godhead now is in the bride. Amen. As the unity. As the one body. Then the full power of Jesus Christ can be dropped into that body. It doesn't matter how many I have that power. It only matter I'm in that body. It doesn't matter how many power you possess. Or what gift that you possess, or what gift that you, or the gift that you don't possess, as long as you are in the body, then the power of God can manifest through that body, and you become a beneficiary. That's why we pray for the American brothers: come over, cross the border, dig a tunnel, or fly over whatever that's needed. I didn't say anything. <laughs> That's why we want to go to another camp. Because this is one body. Because the power can only work through one body. That's why, Brother Ricard, when it going through the disaster, the people gather together to help. What does that mean? The power needs to be manifest through that body. Without that one body, the fullness of Godhead bodily cannot be manifested. That's the reason we get rid of everything else. Get rid of the things that belong, that belongs to, supposed to the, uh, the uniting of the, the, the body. That has to be put to the Jesus Christ in the first place, in the preeminence of place. 
So that the power of God can through this body can start to manifest, can start to run, can start to working. And Christ is the mystery of God revealed. So notice the anointed man, the Christ himself here. Oh, God is made known. But now look, but now he has the preeminence. God fully manifested in Jesus Christ. God's greatest secret of his uh, revelation. Then Brother Bram said, he just don't change. It's God in man. That's his manifestation. That's what he is revealing. That's what he's trying to do. And God's own word revealing it shows that a man cannot create, but God is the creator. And it ain't man no more. It's God, the creator in man, which is his church now. If it is a not season, no matter how you say it, and the people won't listen to it because they don't have a receiver can receive it. I think as a parent, you know that as well. You've been harping on our children probably day in and the day out. You know, give your heart to the Lord. Give your heart to the Lord. But no matter how you're harping it, they won't receive it. The reason is, it has to be in a new season. In their time, no matter how you try to see, no matter how you uh, try to do this and that, but they must be in the due season. When the time of God come, then they will receive it. But then you say, well, now I'm just waiting for the uh, uh, time of God to come. <laughs> I just don't do anything. I'll just do, uh, you know, live my own life. I just No, you have a post of duty. You know what your duty is? Believe. <laughs> And believe it's not an easy thing. Especially when they do go to the wrong way and getting worse and worse instead of getting better and better. That takes faith to believe every word of a God is still the truth. But it is an effectual fervent prayer of righteousness avails much. The creative power still laid inside of you. That's why I said to Brother Roy, that's nothing less than the creative power. For the parents that had to pray for their children, God gave us an example for that. He wants us to keep your post of duty. Keep on believing. Look beyond what is the situation. Look beyond what a symptom that is. You keep on believing. Not haphazardly. Not just, oh, whatever come or whatever goes. You know, when, the, when the time of a God is to come, time of a God is come. This is the due season. This is the season for the full manifestation of God and the body inside of you. If this is not a season, when? When will be the season? If this is the coming of the Lord, become so near, when will be the season? This right now is the season. If the prophet had revealed a secret, if the bride has received a secret, if the fullness of God had a bodily in the church, in the bride of Jesus Christ, now it's the season to receive, to believe. Then I was thinking about the brother Victor. And then the brother says to pray. Then the baby has to be helicoptered to fly to the saddle, to the, uh, to the hospital. Because of the sickness, 
They cannot do anything to it. But while after the prayer, then the baby, they gave the diagnosis, say everything's the fine. What does that mean? This is the season. Why? Prophet had revealed the secret. The fullness of a body, God had a body, is right in the body of Jesus Christ. What does that show? Christ is here. Christ is in that body. The creative power that is inside of that body. What to make your brother Thomas changes the subject. And I pray you do what your brother did. Christ is here. Recognize it on my brother, my sister. The revival wind is blowing through. This is a church again. Let's catch it. What make Allie coming over? Does God has to lock down the whole country to bring the sun, turn around, come back here, receive the Lord? Christ is here. The fullness of a God had a bodily, not in the future, not in the past, right now. All this to prove one thing. Christ has came back. The creative power has came back. The anointing of a God, not partially, but fully, has come back. To the body of Jesus Christ. If this is not a season, where is the season? If this is not a time to receive it, when is the time to receive it? Believe faith is always a present tense. Things past doesn't need a faith. It's a fact. You already saw it. If just to pull out in the future, that's not a faith. That's hope. Faith is always now. Faith is always a present. Now, Lord, I believe you healed me. Now, Lord, I believe you gave me my family. Now I believe it, Brother Master. Now I believe for my children. Now I believe for my wife. Now I believe. Faith always a present. Faith always a now. We don't need a whole soul future. We need a faith soul present time. If he come, what is the purpose? He want to be the preeminence that in your life. But if I said all that Christ was, he poured into church. Not into one individual, but into the entire body. Instead of having first to reveal itself in Christ, the fullness of Godhead bodily. And then to bring that fullness of Godhead bodily into a people. That he could have the preeminence, the oversight, the leading. That he be the leader. Later I'll give you the, what is the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He said, God is present in Jesus Christ, who was both Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. So the fullness of the Godhead bodily, now the complete fullness of the Godhead bodily, dwell in His church. The preeminence, all that a God was, 
He poured into Christ. And all Christ was, was pour into the church, the believer. And then he said, when this great revelation revealed a mystery is made known to you, then you denounce all the things of the world. He wanted to be, have a preeminence that in your life. When he is the fullness of a Godhead bodily into a body of Jesus Christ, it's not just for fun. It's not just for some tingly, tingly uh, feeling. But he wanted to be the preeminence. Preeminence, that means he's the first place. Actually, he's the only place. That's why when they burn the sacrifice on the altar, it's God, God doesn't require just you burn something on the altar. He needs you to be burned on the altar. He needs your whole being to be burned on the altar. When a sacrifice was put on the altar, when it's burned, it become a vape. There's nothing there. It become ashes. And everything, your self-will, is all gone. But it become a fragrance in the smell of the nostril of a God. Then the sacrifice and not sacrifice, it become a sweet offering. When you put yourself, the things that you value, the things that you think is the most precious, you say, Lord, I laid it up on the altar. And God consume it. Then it become a sweet offering before God. And when you lay yourself down, when you lay your own will down, sometimes it's your job, sometimes it's your education, sometimes it's your, it's your relationship and everything. You think that it's valuable. And sometimes it's our mistakes. Sometimes it's our bad memory. Sometimes it's the things that we've done wrong. And sometimes it's our bitterness. We're thinking that it's so valuable. And we wouldn't sacrifice, we're holding it, holding it, holding it. But God said, lay the things on the altar. When you laid everything there, it's far coming down. Whatever you lay down there, he consumes. Then it's not a sacrifice anymore. Then it's not a hardship, it's not difficulty. It's not something that's hard to give it out. It becomes a sweet offering. God will receive it. Then he sent down his approval. Everything that you sacrificed for God. If you laid it up without taking it back. God can take it. And he can use whatever that you put it on there. But God wants to be at a preeminence in our life. And he is that a person. It's not that just a certain doctrine become a preeminence, but that person wants to be the preeminence. And actually, whenever you receive him as a person, you can only let him to be as in the preeminence position in your life. Otherwise, that person won't come in. If you receive that person, that person has to be in the preeminence. He has to be in the first place, the only place. Otherwise, that, per, that fullness of the person cannot dwell inside of you. 
I remember first time when I received the Lord. When I was in the three self church. I, uh, uh, that's, uh, that's about in 1995. I was really fervent. I go to the church. Uh, the only thing I'm thinking about is just go to the church. And that's a three self church. I have a, such a fervency, such a zeal. You know, I want to do things before the Lord. I want to go to church and serve in the choir, to serve in the, uh, in, in the body and to do everything that I can to help the other people. And because I'm a fervent and I, I, I love the Lord. I want to know Him. And then after a little while, I find out, hey, this is not what I thought as a holy, uh, as, as what I think. Because when I was uh, after the choir, when I finished the choir, the song leader went out outside there and light up a cigarette. I said, come on, not in the church. I, I smoke, but in the home, but not in the church. <laughs> That's enough religion I have. And I want to go to the place that the Christians get together and start drinking. I said, oh, come on, hide yourself, please, you know. <laughs> you can drink at home, but don't drink at the... <laughs> And everybody says, I'm not saying now, please. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what the church can offer you. That is the religion that the church can give it to you. Hypocrisy, if I can call it. And then the message came. When I look at the message, I was looking at it. Man, that is impossible. How can, how can this things happen? Listen, this has become a dangerous. Because when the message comes, it doesn't come as just a letter on the paper. It doesn't come just as a message book. It comes as a person. This is the only message in the whole world that Christ become a personal vindication to me, to you. He become a person. Who is that pillar of fire that on the head? Who is that to discern the heart of the people? Who is that to rebuke the storm? The storm will go back. It's the person. It's not a person of a William Branham, but it's the person of a Jesus Christ. Only this message is a person. All the rest of it is just an education and teaching. All the rest of it is just a book. But this is a person. That becomes scary. Actually, it become very scary to me. Because I know if I receive this person, I must receive the full. I must let him to have a preeminence in my whole life. He must be the first place and the only place. That scares me. I'm meditating. I'm contemplating. Should I or should I not? Should I receive it or should I not receive it? Because I know if I receive it, everything goes. The Lord didn't light up the pressure at all. He didn't speak shouting to me. He didn't screaming to me. He didn't punishing me till I fogging me till I receive him. He just constantly knocking at the door. He just constantly knocking at the door. The little small voice, not audible by the ear, but it's constantly speaking to my heart. This is me. I 
want to come in. Not my word want to come in. Not my letter want to come in. Not my book want to come in. I want to come in. If you will open up, me and you will have a feast. Because when you, he become a preeminent, he's a person. He want me to put everything on the altar. You probably hear my testimony. I have to burn my golden Buddha statue. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to put everything that what I hold dear, put that on the altar. Why? Because that person wants to come in. And I was contemplating, should I, should I not? And when it scares me, and then it's just like the disciples. Just give me a few minutes, I'm finishing here. Just like the disciples, when they saw the Jesus Christ sort of walking on the water, and they become scared, because, because it looked like a spooky. But it's the one that's supposed to deliver them, to save them, that's the one that is scared off. I wonder if some of our young people doing the, the same thing. You know, I can be morally well-do or okay, even in the three self-church. Even have the righteous indignation to against the smoking in the church. To against the drinking amongst the believer, amongst the Christian. But that's all religion can go. That's as far as religion can lead you to. But it will never lead you to that person. Sometimes the people, they come into the church. Sometimes they can be listening to the message for a year. And under the auspices of their parents. And they're listening to the word, listening to the message. Day in, day out, the year after the year, the year after the year. But they never met that person. That person never take first place that in their life. Let me give you the last quote here. But Abraham said that still in the Christ the mystery of a God. The whole thing is God and man one. God and man was one there. And God and man is one here. What is it? Being filled with his spirit. Him having the preeminence. You want evidence? That is the evidence. It's not just your shouting. Though I probably shout as much as you do. Probably more than you do. Not as as just to go to church. I go to church every time. Hey, I preach the most of the service in this whole church. I just preach out there. <laughs> but not that. Not to that message I translate. No. Let me read it again. What is it? Being filled with His Spirit. Him having the preeminence. He become the only one that in your life. He become the first place in your life. I'm not saying you have to quit your job or doing that. You have to have that. But He is always the first place. When there's no conflict, everything's fine. When does your job have a conflict with him? You quit your job. You put him in the first place. 
When your education becomes a conflict with him, you let your education go, you keep him in the first place. When your relationship stops you, or blocks you, or hinders you, you let your relationship go, him being the first place. When something that's in your life is to bother you, you always ask, Lord, what is pleasing you? Well, you are in the first place. You're the thing that I, you are the only one that I want to please with. You're to have the first preeminence that in my life. I don't want nothing between you and me. You are the only one. I sacrificed everything on that altar that it become a sweet offering before you. And when I offered it, I won't turn it back. I can't take it back because everything has been burnt. Then that become a sweet offering. Sweet smelling offering before God. But that was God's achievement. That's God's purpose to do that. That He might be in Christ and Christ in us and all of us together one. The Holy Spirit, same thing. He revealed it to Christ. Revealed it here. The supernatural creative of power. Oh my. He said, so the church can do the same thing today. What Christ did, so does the church do now. That you will know that I'm in the Father. And the Father is in me. I in you. And you in me. He said, there you go. Marching on to Zion. To where? The kingdom. And that day, you will know that I am in you. But Abraham said, on that day, what day? He said, this day. This is the day that Jesus Christ, that person, has become a fullness of Godhead bodily. That Jesus Christ, that person, He's not a partial person, but he's a full person. And he wants to dwell inside of his body. You possess every element of that full person. Not not in the quantity, but in the quality. You possess every nature element of that full personality of Jesus Christ inside of you. He said that what day? He said this day, the great hidden mystery of a God being revealed. Revealed in where? Revealed inside of you. The fullness of a person through the secret revealing of the prophet revealed that to us. And when we receive it, we receive the full person of Jesus Christ. That's called the first place. He wants to have the preeminence. If without receiving of the whole person, he won't come in. He only knocking on the door, knocking on the door. But until you let him come in to take the full possession, to become the preeminence, the first place, only place that in your life, that means that you do have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That Holy Spirit now is living inside of you and sealed to you. Nothing can come in and you won't go in and out either. 
you become the full possession of Jesus Christ. Let a musician come. But Abraham said, and not members. He never done that in the days of Moses. He never done that in the days of anybody else at the end of the world or when it come to the place where it was a destruction. The days of Lot, it was a membership. It was a personal vindication. God in flesh. See, the personal vindication. And he said, the devil is howling about this. The manifest truth of the promise of the word in her alone. Do you know devils that admire you? Do you know the devil actually jealous about you? Because you possess the only one thing he doesn't possess. You know what thing he doesn't possess? Creative power. Devil, the most desired thing he wants. He wants to have the creative power. Because God only preserves that attitude himself. Devil cannot create. Do you know that the birth is the creation too? That's what is the creating means. Birth is also creating. As a perverted, as a perverted it can be in this natural birth, but Satan cannot give a birth. Satan cannot create because all life coming from God. He doesn't possess the creating power, but you possess it. You born from above. Even a natural, perverted of the birth, he doesn't possess. He cannot do anything about it. How much more the spiritual rebirth that you have, he cannot mess it around with it. He cannot take it away from you because of that belongs to you. When you are born again, you receive that a person the inside of you and he takes the position as the first place in your life. You should be the happiest person that in this whole world. Because you possess something Satan desire, jealous about, but Lord never give it to them, but he gave it to you. That creative power is laid right in you so that you can have a birth. All life coming from God. When you're born from above, that spiritual life that is living inside of you is not given by your parents. It's not given by any other thing. It's not given by the church. It's not given by the ministers. But it's given by God Himself. Christ in you, the hope of a glory. Let us stand. I think we can all worship Him. How wonderful our God is. He gave that a creative power. He preserved it to himself. Doesn't even give to Satan. Look at it. Satan, what a powerful thing, creature that he is. He can worship. Nobody better worship than him. He can sing songs. Nobody sing better than him. He can bring storm, a perversion. But he doesn't possess the creative power. When God led the prophet rebuked the storm, he shows that creative power, he backs it again. Because the creating also means the shape and form, bring the new condition. God is bringing the new world that is coming out upon us. That Christ Jesus, he gave us this creative power because he dwelt inside of you. He takes the preeminence of place that is inside of you. Let's sing the song in Christ alone as we worship our Lord.
wonderful Jesus that we served. What a power that he gave it to the bride of Jesus Christ. 
No wonder Brother Branham said the devil is a howling. It was a howling. He doesn't possess the which you possessed. You know, the Bible said, he that is in you is a greater. He just blankly said, he that's in you is a greater. Greater than what? Greater than anything. When devil looks like a greater, but God said, I always a greater. When devil said, I can do this to them. God said, I always a greater. He always a one step ahead for devil. How we thank you. You know, in this time, uh, I, I, I thought we're probably never going to be come back together like this to the worship. And boom, Lord just burned it on. And we can come back together. Let the devil howling. Let him hollering at it about. But he doesn't possess what we possess. The creative power that is laid in the pride of Jesus Christ. Let's sing another, another song. Uh, Psalm 33. Uh, 34, not 33. Uh, the poor man cry. <laughs> yeah. Let's sing it together. You know me. I, I, I can't sing. So you, let's just... Uh, Somebody uh, lead this to start this.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, all glory belongs to you, Lord. What a marvelous God that we serve. Lord, you said you ever gave us thy word. Lord, you didn't give us anybody else's word, but you gave us your word. Lord, you said your word created heaven and earth. Lord, you use your word to calm the storm. Lord, you use your word to deliver the bound. You use your word to heal the sickness. And now you give that word to us, Lord. Oh God, that's the possession that we possess. That's the power that we possess, Lord. Lord, we can meet every challenge that in this hour. Lord, by the power that you give it to us, Lord, we can defeat every enemy, anywhere, in any place. We thank you, Lord. What a victory that you have brought it to us. Oh, we give you all the glory. Lord, you have saved. You have delivered. We saw some of our young men that you have dealt with them. Have come home, Lord. Lord, I'm sure in the parents' heart, some are yearning, some are longing. Some are praying. Some are fasting. Lord, some of them in their heart, they're crying out to you. Lord, remember my children. Lord, remember me, Lord. Oh, God, I just pray. Let the presence of a God go into their house. Let the power of a God, let inside of them be quickened to believe, to receive. That every word of a God is still the same. He can still deliver. He can still save. If he can save one man on the base, he can save the other man on the same base of faith. Oh, Father, we give you all the things. Lord, let the presence of a God let it go before them. Lord, and chase them back, Lord. The one that is the backslide, I pray that the presence of a God let it go to them. Even that is the moment, Lord. Whatever it take, even take them to live a miserable. Lord, even take them and put them on the stick bed. But Lord, bring them home, Lord. While the wind of a revival is a burning through, is a blowing through here. Lord, remember all our dear loved ones, Lord. Oh, Father, we give you thanks, Lord. What a marvelous God that we serve, Lord. Lord, you hear the cry from your children, Lord. You hear the cry from the heart of the mom, from the heart of the dead, Lord. Lord, you hear the cry from the brothers on another side of the border, the believers over there. Lord, how much yearning and longing they want to be sitting down here to worship you, to hugging each other, to embrace the word of a God. Oh, Lord, one more time, I pray, Lord, open that border, Lord. Lord, that that border is a man-made. The restriction is a man-made. Lord, every heart of the king in the hands of a God is like a water in the ditch. You can turn whatever that you want him to turn. So, Lord, I just pray you, Lord, whoever it is that take the charge, the authority of them, Lord, to turn our heart, Lord. Lord, if you can let a Malachi 4 turn the heart of the children back to the Father, how much power that you have can twist the arm of Satan to let him open up the border so that our brothers and sisters can come in over here to enjoy the presence of a God. 
Oh, we give you thanks, O Lord. We know your word is the truth, O Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Lord, you meet every need. Lord, we're thinking our brother Milko, Lord. Lord, on that bed by himself. Oh, God, you created a heart that you turn a heart. Lord, is that difficult for you to turn a mind? Lord, is that difficult for you to let us a nerve that Satan got a hold of is a nerve? Lord, is it hard for you to let Satan turn loose of that nerve so that he can speak, so that he can walk, so that he can embrace? Oh, God, there's nothing too hard for you, Lord. Oh, I just pray, Lord. Lord, release our brother, Lord. Release him out of that battle, Lord. Lord, release him into this sanctuary so that we can give all the glory and thanks to do our God. Oh, Lord, I pray for our brother Harry, Lord, as this atmosphere is not a we created, but it's the creator inside of us has a creator in the presence of a God. I pray the Lord that you release our brother Harry, Lord. Lord, to drive away that leukemia cell. Lord, to turn every cell back to normal again. We thank you, Lord. Lord, if there's anybody that's a need of healing, Lord, I'm thinking about the our brother Sam Warner's his wife, his sister Renee. Lord, we haven't seen our sister for a long time. Oh God, I know you can do things that is impossible. So Lord, does that a light of a God to smite the darkness that hang over on my sister? Bring her back to this abnormal condition. Lord, let her come back to the congregation. Father, we give you all the things. Oh, the parents, uh, pray for your children. Pray for your loved ones. This is the time that we can take a hold of the corner, the horn of the altar. Then we sacrifice it everything. We sacrifice it our own thoughts. We sacrifice our unbelief. Put everything down and receive the word of God. Whatever you have said, it's the truth, Lord. We give you thanks and honor and all the glory. That belongs to you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. You're the only one that is worthy to our worship. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let's sing the song, No One Like Our God. Let's sing it together, No One Like Our Own to Our God. Let's sing that a verse, uh, I mean a, a chord first. There is no, no one beside him.
on our God is the only one that's worthy for all the praise just before we go can we sing another song the Hosanna let it wake the am strong just before we go let's worship him a little bit this is our time I just feel so in love with him how lovely he is you know when we're awake he's the one that's strong 
when we're thinking we're so awake we cannot even go another feet but then the Lord come on the scene and uh, whenever I'm awake that he is strong let's just sing that all together before we dismiss see I am strong let the poor see I am rich let the blind see I Father, how we love you, Lord. Lord, it's so easy to love you, Lord. When you manifest yourself before us, it's just so easy to love you. When you become a personal, vindicated yourself to us, it becomes so easy to love you, Lord. Because you just become so personal to us. Lord, I pray for everyone here. Lord, I'm sure a lot of people has experienced you. A lot of people, you haven't made yourself known as a personal God to them. Lord, we're the happiest people in this world. Lord, you're the most lovable one. But Lord, I know there's, maybe there's also someone, Lord, maybe it hasn't made yourself as their personal, not just Savior, but a personal Lord. That it can take the preeminence. That it can take the first place yet. Lord, I pray for them, Lord. Lord, it's not a hang on their tail of their mom and daddy's experience. But Lord, may they hang on you, Lord. May they hang on the, the hem of the garments of a Jesus. So that, Lord, you turn your face toward them. And let them say face, face to face with you. Lord, you become a personal to them. Lord, I commit every person into your hand, every member of this local body, 
both on the border this side and on the other side. Lord, and whoever on the internet that are going to listen to you or watching the service, may the presence of a God just flow through the monitor and go into where they have a sitting that, Lord, bring them closer to you. Father, we thank you. We remember our pastor, how we love our dear pastor, Lord. He dedicated his whole life for this sheep. Lord, and now his body is getting weaker. But Lord, his spirit is still strong. Lord, he still has a burden for the people, probably even more for them. But Lord, how much, what a release for him to see that the people can join together, can worship together. Let give the heart of the shepherd a release and a happiness. Lord, I just pray that you put strength that into his body. Lord, so that you become the strength giver. You become the, the one that become the supporter of his structure, his bones, his flesh. Lord, you become the supporter of his, his whole mind and everything. Lord, so that he can be like a Caleb. Lord, what he uh, always beat and he was always strong. Forty years, what is the years before, how he's like it. And today, he still did it the same. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we commit everyone into your hands as we, we dismiss each other. May your presence be with every one of us. Go to our home and continue to speak to us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Let's sing the last uh, uh, verses that again. I will walk through the water deep as we dismiss. of you and don't forget to turn around and shake hands with each other we love you love you from the bottom of our heart some of you I haven't seen you for a long long time uh, I just well I, I I just love you I just love you that's all I can say may the Lord bless you turn around shake hands with each other until we see you once more God bless you